Story eleven of Bobby Gray Squirrel's Adventures by George Ethelbert Walsh. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Fern. Bobby finds plenty of help. After leaving Stripe the Chipmunk, whose information that the birds were all offended at him, Bobby decided to continue his way through the woods until he could find his feathered friends and explain to them in particular he wanted to meet rusty and goldy for they would be the most likely ones to listen for him on his way he said to himself that the birds were a very peculiar lot they're so sensitive and excitable he remarked that they're easily thrown into a panic and then they don't seem to be able to distinguish friends from foes if they'd only stopped and thought a minute they could have seen that gun was aimed at dasher and his mate and not at them but sighing i suppose they can't help it and i must accept them as they are made bobby rather plumed himself upon his greater sense for had he not understood the meaning of the loud report yes but he had overheard the remarks of the men and had seen the tail feathers flying from dasher as he flew toward the forest perhaps none of the birds had heard or seen what he had maybe if they had he added a moment later they wouldn't have been so frightened then too the little girl had assured him that no harm had been intended for him or his friends that thought made him more tolerant toward rusty goldy and the others i must find him and explain he said as he hurried along he passed a stream where washer the raccoon was cleaning his food before eating it washer was a very fastidious eater and had to wash everything before he put it in his mouth have you seen the birds today, washer bobby asked stopping by the side of the stream washer finished cleaning a choice bit of root for his dinner before he answered yes bobby he replied then i saw them headed south hundreds and hundreds of them they seemed in a great hurry and terribly excited what's happened bobby was relieved that none of them had stopped to tell washer anything that might prejudice him he sighed however and then deciding frankness was the best policy he told washer the whole story washer nibbled daintily at his root and finally replied i don't see why they should be offended at you he said they surely can't believe you drew them into a trap to be shot your cousins stripe and wed just imagined that i don't believe rusty or goldy told them anything against you i wish i could believe that sighed bobby anyhow i must find them and explain the little girl will be heartbroken if they don't come back rusty and goldy have both started to build their nests in the big tree and she knows it you seem very much interested in the little girl said washer smiling is it for her you're taking all this trouble yes for her and for the birds if they build in the big tree they will be safer than in the woods and they won't go hungry all summer the little girl will feed them 
that ought to be a big inducement if there's anything i can do to help bobby i'm ready bobby was silent for a moment then he looked up wistfully and added will you go along with me washer you might help me in explaining two are better than one i hate to leave this stream bobby washer replied slowly for it's full of rich succulent food but if you really want me i'll go with you i do washer was the prompt answer washer told him to wait while he put his house in order and a few minutes later he announced that he was ready washer and bobby walked along side by side heading south in the direction the birds had taken in their flight bobby was very grateful for washer's company and his spirits rose a little but as they penetrated deeper in the woods and saw no signs of any feathered creature he began to fear that the birds had continued their flight to the southland suppose they had gone out of the north woods what a lonely summer it would be without any of the birds mating and nesting in the trees it would be a voiceless songless world indeed when they passed a tree and saw sleepy the opossum sunning himself among its branches they hailed him eagerly did you see the birds pass this way sleepy bobby called yes a long time ago replied sleepy opening one eye i thought it was a windstorm at first they made so much noise with their wings but when i heard them crying screaming and calling to one another i laughed and went to sleep again which direction did they take they were flying south why do you want to know bobby told sleepy his story he was greatly interested even sleepy realized the gravity of the situation if all the birds were frightened away for the summer the woods would be terribly lonely and the insects and worms would destroy most of the trees i'm sorry to hear it bobby he said but i don't see what can be done we can go to them and explain washer and i are on our journey now to find them it will be a wild goose chase bobby you don't know how far they've gone and if they keep on flying you could never overtake them that's true sighed bobby but we must try won't you join us i'm sure they'd listen to you if they wouldn't to me sleepy who seemed always to be tired hesitated at undertaking such a journey and said i haven't finished my nap yet bobby after that i might think of it yes i'll follow you it will be too late then sleepy the time to do it is now you mean you're lazy sleepy said washer suddenly you had as much sleep as i did last night come on now and go with us sleepy was a little sensitive about his common weakness and his eyes were suddenly wide open i'm not a bit lazy washer he retorted i was up nearly all night but i can keep my eyes open if you can i'll go at once 
sleepy was a slower traveller than washer or bobby and he frequently got tired and wanted to rest they made slight progress and when they came to the river where billy the mink lived sleepy was glad to stop and talk to billy which way did the birds go billy bobby asked after he had told his story they followed this river and that runs south then we're on the right track won't you accompany us billy why i don't know perhaps i will as far as the river goes i can swim as fast as you can walk i should hate to have the birds desert the woods so billy the mink joined the company and on the way they picked up grayback the weasel and curly the skunk billy the mink routed out brownie the muskrat and made him swim along by his side to keep him company in the water then they stumbled upon billy porcupine who agreed to go with them and when they came to mr beaver's dam they pounded on the roof of his house until he came out and agreed to accompany them Groundy the woodchuck was the last one they met and he quite readily consented to go with them it was a strange company but not stranger than their mission the summer would be dull and tame without a bird in the woods and then bobby's friends quarrelled so that they had to separate which left him alone again End of story eleven recording by phone